information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for choosing to connect with Cat. Today's Tuesday, May 26, 2015. And today we're going to talk to Karen Locker from Solutions for E-Commerce about selling on Amazon. Karen has been here before. Those of you who know uh, the, that Cat Radio know that Karen and I have worked on several projects together in the past. And she is my spreadsheet guru, and uh, she loves working on Amazon accounts, and she can make a spreadsheet dance for you. Karen, welcome back to the show. Hi, Kat. Hey. All right, guys, so just in case you're new and you don't know who Karen is, it's Karen Locker, and the website is spelled Solutions, L-O-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S, and the number four, ecommerce.com. Right, Karen? That's right. If they spell it wrong, will they still get there, I hope? Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> it depends on if you bought that variation of the name, right? Exactly. Okay, well, I've already got questions coming in from the audience, so I guess I better get started. The first thing, we're going to talk about the FBA Small and Light. That's what everybody's asking about. We're going to talk about that this week. We're also going to talk about getting money back from Amazon. This is a topic that Karen and I have covered a couple of times, but it keeps coming back because people don't understand all the details. So for segment one, we're going to focus on Amazon refunds. And, Karen, I have, and I think you and every other Amazon seller has, kind of a love-hate relationship with the Amazon refund policy. Because we all know that the reason so many people buy from Amazon and the reason that we can sell for higher prices is because of the generous refund policy. So we like it on that side. And, by the way, that stuff I ordered at our last conference and didn't get, I got a refund for that. <laughs> so no, we like good. it, yeah, we like it as a buyer, but as a seller, we kind of get frustrated with the refunds. Um, how do you explain to people with, when you help them manage their Amazon accounts to start planning for the refunds they're going to have? Well, I mean, in any business, refunds are part of doing business. It's right. just the way it is. They, somebody doesn't like it, doesn't want it, doesn't need it, whatever reason, and Amazon has the very generous policy that, I mean, I've seen people post it, you know, a year later somebody's mm-hmm. trying to return something. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you have your choices if you accept refunds or not. But the reality is is that they're a part of business, and some categories have a higher refund rate than others, mm-hmm. like clothing. Yep. I mean, how many of us have bought something that doesn't fit and take it back? Right, absolutely. That's just the way it is. And, you know, um, even if it's not, like I said, the one that when we were, Karen and I were in a conference a couple of weeks ago and I ordered something to be delivered to the hotel and I entered a digit wrong or something and it just went completely to a different address. And even in that case, I just told Amazon, head and get it, and they gave me a refund, no problem. Exactly. It went floating somewhere. Never did find out <laughs> where it, it went, did we? I think it came back. I think it ended up going back to Amazon because I got an email from them saying, uh, we've got this package. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, so we know that we have to plan for it, but like you kind of mentioned there a few minutes ago, some categories have higher refund rates. So 
I know that there are a few ways to kind of mitigate that refund rate. What advice do you give to your clients when you're saying, let's, we know you're going to have refunds, but let's try to keep that percentage low. What advice can you give an Amazon seller to kind of reduce maybe the amount of refunds? Well, the first key is obviously make sure that you're matching up with the – if you're using um, UPC matching, make sure that your listing matches – that your item matches exactly to what you're listing against. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody knows the Amazon catalog. Some of them, there's three, four, five, ten different versions of the same thing. Yeah. You know, so try to find the one that has the – that actually meets your product the best. You know, there's, there's problems with things like Hot Wheel Cars where mm. it's all the same UPC code, but – you know, it's a Mazda one day and it's a <laughs> Nissan the next. It's all different. Or Thomas Kincaid puzzles. Those are all ones that the manufacturer uses one P UPC code for the whole lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, really look and make sure that you're matching the right thing. That'll stop some of the refunds. That's a good um, point. You know, using FBA helps because it's, it's stored in Amazon's warehouse. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be in pristine condition even stored in Amazon's warehouse. Good point. You know, I bought a I bought a fireplace grate from Amazon Warehouse Deals. It was split in half. Wow. So obviously, that one went back. Yeah. How do you split in half a cast iron fireplace grate? I don't know. But, <laughs> um, you know, so there's always something. And we all know, like I said, you know, we return things. They return things. So make it as close to the definition of what you have. That's the key. Yeah. Um, if you do a merchant fulfilled, make sure the same thing. You get it out there when you're supposed to. If there's deadlines, I mean, sometimes things get returned because they needed it yesterday and ordered it today. Mm -hmm. And then when it doesn't get there by yesterday, they're complaining that they didn't get it. And there's a whole video uh, on YouTube about that. That's another mm -hmm. humorous thing. Okay, I mean, so I've seen more people one day. They, they need it in two days, and they need to get it. And, yes. you know, only UPS guarantees that, and even that's not 100%. Right, and that's why we have all these services that help you get refunds when things aren't delivered. So if you're going to try to mitigate your refunds, the main thing you would tell people, especially for FBA, is absolutely verify that the, a the page on Amazon is exactly what you're sending in. Yeah. Yep. Color, because there's style, same color, same everything. Because there can be minute differences. I've worked with some sellers and. The shape of the co the pattern is the same, but the shape of the code is different. Or, I mean, manufacturers make changes. Um, yes. There's some manufacturers that are famous for reusing UPC codes. Yeah. So I've done this one time that I listed a purse and it came up with a with a hippo um, picture, and I'm like, no. And then so then Amazon changed the bullet points and the description, but the picture was still the hippo and the t uh, yeah. Okay, now so that's always something have to make else sure. we ought to talk about is how to keep up with that. Um, I yeah. think that a lot of folks get those ASIN change emails and they just ignore them. Um, but those can really be a clue that something has changed, can't they? Yep, they can be. And, and the, you know, the other thing is, is there are so many hands now, especially and as Amazon's third-party merchants grow and grow, there are so many hands in every listing. Mm -hmm. And some listings are locked and some are not. I, for the life of me, can't figure out how some listings are locked and some aren't. Okay. It's just one of those Amazon things. So you've got to make sure that you're matching, and you've got to be self-aware and proactive at checking out those changes that go on. And I know that we, you know, I've talked to other people, and they've had the same thing, especially with the multi-pack. That doesn't seem to be so much of an issue anymore, but it used to be you'd list a package of Oreos, for instance, and someone would change it to a multi-pack, and then you have a lot of refunds. So right. how, you just advise people to be proactive and pay attention to their listings? Yeah, and just double-check them periodically, too, and it's always – 
best to be proactive in your business, double-check your stuff. Periodically mm-hmm. go look at your listings. I've talked to some sellers that pictures go poof, and then, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not checking your listings periodically, you'll never know that you have something up there until three months later when Amazon decides to suppress it. Right, and I've had things that happen, too. Definitely it's a good idea, especially if you're taking your own pictures. Keep, keep yep. those somewhere you can find them. All right, so we know that Amazon has fairly, not high, but it has a reasonable amount of refunds. You know, you're going to get those. You've got to budget those into your business. You are a business. You know, take control of that. Are all returns just lost money? I mean, have we just lost out no matter what the reason for return? No, it, it all depends upon what they are. Um, some returns, when it comes back customer damaged or defective, which you'll see eventually, and that's one of the things I see this question all the time. How do I know why I buy a return something? Yes. And the reality is you don't know why I buy a return something until it's returned. Mm-hmm. So a buyer will contact Amazon today, and they have 45 days to send it back. They may send it back on day 44, mm-hmm. and it may, you know, or 43, and it gets there on day 44, 5. Um, you won't know exactly why it was returned until it actually gets back to Amazon. And then they'll tell you why, and they'll tell you the disposition of what it is. So sometimes it comes back customer um, damaged, Mm -hmm. which could mean the customer opened it. Yes. It could mean that the customer took the shrink wrap off and didn't open it. Mm -hmm. It could mean any of those things. It could mean they used it for six months and then turned it back. It could mean all of those things. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Defective is that, you know, the buyer says it's defective. There's some things that it's impossible for them to be defective. You look at it and say, how can this possibly be? But the buyer says it is, and that's what Amazon takes it as. Mm-hmm. Then you've got other things that, you know, they, it arrived broken um, and things like that. And sometimes those don't necessarily come back because Amazon will just pay the, the buyer for it. Right. Right. Now, when, when Karen says that, you know, after they get it returned, Amazon will tell you, what she means is that information will be available in your returns report, not that they'll actually send you an email. Right, Karen? Right. Right. Yeah, okay. you so have you're to going go to have your to keep return an eye on report. That. Right. And it will, it'll come up and tell you. And that's the other thing I wanted to ask you about, because is there a way for us to keep track of these refunds? Because I know that, like you said, if it comes back and, the, you know, the shipper has damaged it, or if it comes back and there's something else, we can get our money, or it doesn't come back. Uh, you know, customer says, I'm returning it, 45 days go by, and it doesn't get back. We get that money back. How do we keep track of that? So basically, you'll see the refund issued. Sometimes you get an email that says an issue, or you'll see it in your um, transaction report. You'll see that you have a refund. Mm-hmm. So at that point, what you do is you look at the date that they refunded the money to the buyer, and you find your handy-dandy calendar or your spreadsheet Mm -hmm. and you record the exact date that it was refunded and you watch for 45 days and make sure that either the product came back or the money came back. Absolutely. One of the two. And this can be a significant amount. This can be 3%, 5%, 7%. I've seen some categories up to 10%. So this is worth your time, right, Karen? Exactly. And just just so you know, too, Amazon does not reimburse you for the shipping. If it's an FBA item, they do not reimburse you for shipping it out. Right, they so you're not going to get it all back. Cost. Right, but you are, if you pay attention, these refunds can be a significant amount of income for you. Say you want to set up weekly, monthly, whatever. Keep an eye on that, and like Karen said, a calendar or a spreadsheet, maybe both. You'd never know. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're not going away. We're coming back, and next segment we're going to talk about stranded and suppressed inventory. Welcome to WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet talk.
you take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com, on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. If you're looking for shipping supplies for your online business, then look no further than BubbleFast. Packing peanuts? They've got them. Poly bubble mailers? They've got those too. BubbleFast even has all the shipping supplies you need for Amazon FBA. So, what are you waiting for? Visit their website today at BubbleFast.com. Oh, and don't forget to use your That Cat Radio coupon code. That Cat Radio is good for 5% off your next purchase. Bubble Fast. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Gulley, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinated for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com This is your life. Live it well. Does your business do a lot of shipping and wish you could get more for less? Stamps.com is the solution. It's the ideal way to automate and simplify your e-commerce shipping needs. Easily import all your venues like eBay, Amazon, and others. Trips to the post office will soon become a memory. Stamps.com gives you postage on demand. Just click, print, and mail at discounted shipping rates. See why so many e-commerce businesses have switched. Visit Stamps.com. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com Welcome to That's Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for choosing to connect. I would love to connect with you on Facebook at www.thatcatgroup.com. Segment two of That Cat Radio is sponsored by Bubble Fast, where you can get wholesale shipping supplies fast. Remember, this month you get to use That Cat Radio code to save 10% off instead of 5 so check it out. 
Okay, Karen, we kind of didn't finish everything, but we're moving on because there's so much to cover with Amazon sellers, and you've got so many accounts to tell us about. (laughs) All (laughs) righty. I love your perspective. I keep explaining to people because all the work I've done on my Amazon account, I still only see the backside of one account. You actually work in probably over 100 at this point, haven't you, through your career? Off and on. Yeah, Yeah, over the years, off and on, yeah. Okay, very cool. All right, so this segment we're going to talk about stranded and suppressed inventory. So real quickly for someone out there going, I don't know what you're talking about, what is stranded Amazon FBA inventory? Okay, both of these things, number one, right off the top, are costing you money. Yes. Before we go anywhere else, these two things alone are costing you money. Mm -hmm. Um, What stranded inventory is, basically you've sent something to Amazon's warehouse and it sits there but there's no way for you to sell it. So you're paying storage fees on something that, as far as Amazon's concerned, either doesn't have a catalog listing, doesn't have a FBA listing, there's something wrong with it that it will never sell. And you can find it if you go into your FBA report. Of course, I say that now, but they're changing all of this. And you look (laughs) at items with errors in the F, if you have the old inventory view, not the new beta. Mm -hmm. Um, You can look at stuff, just look by errors, and items with errors, and you'll see all those, what they call red, they used to call red lines, mm-hmm. and it'll say no listing exists for this inventory. So basically, somehow, some way, the listing disappeared. It could be that you were UPC matching on an existing listing, and the seller that created it deleted it, mm. and poof, there it goes, and you have no listing. It could be some other glitch. It, there can be some that you sent it in, and I've run into this, where the category you put it in had collectible, and mm-hmm. the category got moved to doesn't, and now it's stuck in a with a condition that doesn't match the category it's now in. There's a whole bunch of ways it can end up stranded, but the rea- the bottom line with it is anything that's sitting in stranded, you can't sell. Right. So it's costing us money two ways. Number one, the lost sale because we can't sell it. And number two, we're still paying Amazon to store it. Exactly. And say you have something with – they're big and you have 20 of them sitting there. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money every month that you're paying Amazon for the yep. privilege of letting it – waste away in your warehouse. And, you know, you can still get long-term storage fees on a stranded inventory, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's in so. Amazon's warehouse and it hasn't sold, mm-hmm. and you have more than one of it, you'll get long-term storage fees on it after, what is it, six months now? Yes, six months now. And they just got a warning. They just put the first warning out today for the August fees. Okay, so if it's out there sitting, it can't be sold, can most of this stuff be fixed while it sits there, or is there sometimes we have to have it returned? What's the average problem that needs to be fixed with stranded inventory? Majority of them you can fix yourself, just recreate a new listing. Um, Go in to add a product, get the ASIN that you're listed against when you sent that in, find the ASIN, just the whole regular add a product step, Mm -hmm. and then just relist it. It'll take a while for it to show up, it'll come in as inactive, and then Amazon has to decide that they have it in the warehouse, and then it should be active. That's one way. Okay. Um, If it's got other problems, which it can have, Mm -hmm. you may have to have it brought back. If you put it in as um, somebody I worked with once had a, you know, printer cartridge that they sent in Mm -hmm. as used, even Mm -hmm. though they were new, um, you have to have that sent back and get fixed. That's not something Amazon likes to fix on the fly. Sometimes you have to actually open a case and say to Amazon, I've relisted this. It's still showing an active why. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's something you can't relist because you sent it in when it was okay to sell, mm. and now it's 
restricted brand. Um, that's happened with a lot of, like, the people that sent in a lot of the health and beauty when all those Lux Beauty brands went restricted. Yeah. They sent in all this stuff, and if you didn't have it sent back to you in the time that Amazon gave you to send it back, then it's mm-hmm. sitting there stranded. You can't resell it. It'll be blocked, and you have to just have it sent back to you. Okay. And, Okay, so every individual item you'll have to figure it out, and there'll be an error yep. listing there. And, and then, like I said, if you if you do everything that you know how to do, and it's still showing stranded or suppressed, then you open a case and ask Amazon to help you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Amazon will help you fix, and they're pretty good about fixing it. And yes, make I sure found when that. you relist it that you use the existing SKU. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that people get confused about. Yes. When you send an item into Amazon, you create a SKU for it because everything mm-hmm. you send in, you create a SKU. When you find it to go into add a product and you get the pop-up page, make sure you use the same SKU for the inventory that's sitting in the warehouse, your okay. MFS SKU, okay. because that will match them up. That will allow the computer system to say, oh, this is the same item, yet yeah, we'll put it back in. Okay. If you use a different one, then you end up with the one still stranded, it's and then you have another one and that's filled. Yeah. Yep, that's and like then me. you okay. don't have it. Now, I've been through this with stranded and suppressed, and I'm getting my numbers down. You and I have been through it, but I've only done my account. Based on your experience with hundreds of accounts or more, what would you advise people, something that they can, like, here's what you need to do to try to keep this amount of items as low as you can. Sometimes, like you said, you just can't help it. For instance, if you send in a, a, a toy, and toys can only be listed as collectible, so you list it as collectible, and then someone moves the listing from the toy category to the home and garden category, and all of a sudden collectible is not an option. So right. that's not anything that you did wrong, but there are things no. that, that people can do to try to keep this to a minimum. What advice would you give them? Well, one, a couple of things is, you know, really, especially when people are using listing software and mm-hmm. they UPC match, make sure that the, one you're, the condition note that you're sending in is the condition you have. Because I read a lot about, you know, people buy things that are like restricted brands, and they'll uh-huh. buy it, and they can't list it as new, but they want to list it as new. So they send it in with new, but they can't, mm. and that'll get stuck there. They're, really pay attention to your condition notes when you're sending it in, whatever process you use, because that can affect whether it gets stranded or not. And then, honestly, just periodically check your stranded inventory um, report in the Amazon inventory to see if stuff is there and keep on top of it. I've seen hundreds of items go stranded sometimes with people because they didn't know that it was there. They didn't know to look for it. They didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden you have 100 items that have been sitting there you paying and been paying yep. storage fees for for months, and it's never going to sell. It's just right. going to sit there. And it may have been a hot thing when you sent it in, and forget it now. <laughs> okay, now one of the things we've been saying that most of our audience, Amazon sellers, knows, we say send it back. But for those of you who don't understand, you can go in as an FBA seller and say, hey, Amazon, I've changed my mind. I want that item sent back. And you have a choice of having it shipped back to you or shipped somewhere else, and it costs you just 50 cents or 60 mm-hmm. if it's oversized. Or you can actually have Amazon destroy it because, like, Karen, you were talking about sometimes you buy stuff and it's really hot stuff and it's really great, and then after it sits there six months, you, it's just not worth, like, 5 or $6, which we're going to talk about low-cost right. items later. So instead of sending it back to you and reprocessing and doing all that, you just pay Amazon a $0.15 cent disposal fee, and they'll yes. take care of it. Now, that's the difference. It's a disposal fee. It used to be a destroy fee. Oh. Now it's a disposal fee. It changes the budget. Amazon used to destroy the items when you asked. Now it's a disposal fee, which means Amazon has paid you for the right to do whatever they want with that product. Right. So they will send it in warehouse deals. They will sell it off to their liquidators. They will get or they will destroy it depending upon what it is. Yep. 
Yeah, that's that's so a good a, uh, that's a good reminder because Amazon does change that verbiage every once in a while. Yeah, so if it's a proprietary private label product that you don't want ending up in warehouse deals because you don't know what's wrong with it, mm-hmm. have it returned, and then yeah. you destroy it. And that's that's a good – I had never thought of that argument until this recent SCO conference, and I was, when someone was talking about that as a private label, this is my product, and I don't want it sold anywhere else or under any condition. Um, so he does that with customer returns, actually, also. Because we talked yeah. in segment one about Amazon having returns, and that Amazon – uh, will come up and tell you, okay, the customer returned it, and we returned it to your inventory. And this gentleman brought up the point that, you know, he didn't want anything returned to inventory unless he could inspect it. So do you have other clients like that? I don't at this point. And actually, Amazon now has a new service where if, like, they open the packaging, Amazon will repackage it and return it to your inventory, which I'm not too sure about that one. That's um, and they will tell you. There's a report when you look at your inventory report, and it tells you what they've done with it, the mm-hmm. disposition on your um, returns. They'll tell you that they repackaged it and returned to inventory. Okay. Well, we're kind of crossing over here with the stranded and suppressed inventory versus the returns. But, again, on that return, it'll either tell you that it's been returned to inventory or that there's something wrong with it and it's not returned, right? Exactly. Okay. And then if it's not returned to inventory, you have to get it back and, and do something with it. It'll be in your unfulfillable that you have to deal with. Now, that's what I wanted, the one question we didn't get to earlier that I wanted to talk to you about. Sometimes those returns are contradictory. Because it'll come back and you'll say, why did they return it? It will say defective. You know, the customer said it was defective. And then the next column will say return to inventory. And so you're right. looking at that going, how is it defective return? How do you deal with that kind of stuff, Karen? Well, most of the time it's because the buyer said it was defective so they didn't pay return shipping. Uh-huh. That's most of it. And Amazon inspects the returns before they... Generally, they inspect returns before they return it to your inventory. That doesn't mean that they don't miss stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that somebody might get something that was not sealed. Mm-hmm. But they generally review it before they return it to your inventory as sellable, and it'll say that it was returned to your inventory as sell. And the ret- but that's the that's the confusion. And you and I talked about that the day we looked at the report. Mm-hmm. Just because it says it was returned to inventory does not mean they made it sellable. Right. It just means they added that number back in. It could be in your unfulfillable. It could be in your fulfillable. It could okay, be so in this either. is something else that we need to be keeping an eye on. In addition to the returns, we need to be keeping an eye on whether it went back to inventory and what's stranded and suppressed, right? One more thing on our to-do list. Yeah. And, oh, and the re- you know, well, then the Don't whole thing is... We'll be back. This is the Cat Simpson, that Cat Radio on the WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at WSRadio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. Progressive Medical. 
This is Heidi Rue, and Progressive Medical Center is the reason why I feel better than I ever have before. And Cheryl is the same way. She heard about Progressive Medical through listening to the fish, and she had suffered from bloating, exhaustion, and horrible acid reflux. After her treatment at Progressive Medical Center, though, Cheryl lost four to six inches, and she found out she had allergies, which was causing her to bloat. When Cheryl was asked to describe her experience at Progressive Medical Center, she said it was life-changing and educational. See, Progressive Medical Center treats your whole self. They don't just put a Band-Aid on your symptoms. One of the things that impressed me most about Progressive was that they really took time to listen to you and they provide you with customized care. To begin your life change, call Progressive Medical at 770-676-6000. Progressive Medical, this is your life, live it well. On the Internet, your business's reputation can be unjustly destroyed in an instant. Don't wait for that to happen. Building and marketing your five-star reputation can increase your business by as much as 19%. Take control of your reputation and have the five-star reputation you deserve with Reputation Marketing Solutions by DSI Development. Become the go-to company by visiting 5starrepmarketing.com. The number 5starrepmarketing.com. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details. Has your business been appified? Are you tired of doing marketing that doesn't deliver results? Mobile apps build loyalty and quality retention. Your app from UPG Mobile puts your business on their mind and at their fingertips. UPG Mobile will give you a custom app highlighting how you are unique, targeting your message, and improving your open rates. Appify your business and amplify your presence with your customers at upgmobilemarketinggroup.com. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com. Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com. Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for choosing to connect. We kind of ran out of time, but there at the end, Karen, you were trying to remind folks that the important part was to make sure the item actually got back into sellable inventory, right? Or into their inventory at all. Okay. Just to be aware that just because it says return to inventory, you have to make sure it's either in your sellable or in your unfulfillable. Okay. So when you're can, track- it, Go ahead. It gets very well. It gets very confusing when you see return to inventory yes. because everybody thinks that means that it went back out for sellable, and it doesn't. It just means they added it back into your inventory. Excellent. So when we're tracking those refunds and returns, you know, and, and while we're doing that monthly, weekly, however we set it up, when you see that return to inventory, that's not the end. Then you've still got to use that ASIN and go back into inventory and see what happened to it, right? Yeah, and make, yeah, go into the inventory reconciliation or your inventory daily report, which will tell you exactly where it is, how many you have, because it can get very confusing when you've oh, got stuff going in, coming out. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we think it's confusing. Here's the next segment. We want to talk about lost and damaged and missing inventory. And I wanted to pull up some stats for you guys about how big the Amazon warehouse system is, the fulfillment center. So you can kind of get an idea of why things go lost. Because, you know, we've, we've all had that friend who talked, and you had a client once that had this humongous big My Little Pony, or not a My Little Pony, it was one of those ponies you ride on, right? I mean, a huge thing. And they mm-hmm. shipped into, and one of them was thinking, like, how do you lose something that big, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? The average, most, not the average, most of the newer Amazon warehouse centers, just give me a guess, Karen, how many square feet are in them? 100,000. A million. I, <laughs> I was. I had to research that three times to make sure. It's not just one warehouse that's that big. I confirmed the, one of the Baltimore warehouses, one of the newer Seattle warehouses, and another one, I forget what, what state, I think it was Kentucky, were over a million square feet in the warehouse. That is absolutely huge. That's just unbelievable. Um, and mm-hmm. the interesting thing is, when the, the warehouse, for instance, in Baltimore, the footprint of the warehouse is a million square feet. But it's actually usable square feet because they build, in their article they call them mezzanines, but they build up, you know, higher, higher, um, like a second story almost within, mm-hmm. not all the way around, but part of it. So the actual usable square feet in the Baltimore warehouse, for instance, is 2.4 million square feet. That's yeah, they're huge. That just boggles the mind. So if you're wondering, you know, how do they lose this stuff? Somebody, you know, I know a friend that had a whole shipment of like 12 boxes and one whole box just went missing. And how do you lose that? Well, that's how. This, this, this particular warehouse had over 5 million SKUs in one warehouse. They're stacked. Yeah. They're not stacked. If you look at any of the videos on YouTube, they're all based on how they come in. So it's just a lot of inventory to get lost. So how do you deal with the lost and damaged inventory, Karen? Do you see a lot of that with your clients? A lot of shipments have missing items. And, and one of the things that I always tell people, too, when they ask about lost and damaged is there's, what, 2 million third-party vendors sending in yes. their inventory, plus Amazon itself is sending in their inventory to that same warehouses. I'm sure they process it differently, mm-hmm. but it's all going to the same places. And, you know, how many billions of products is that in an average year is being shipped through these warehouses? What? So what happens is is that Amazon checks, and, you know, there's some warehouses that are really slow for checking in inventory. Mm-hmm. I, I see lots of complaints about certain ones. Mm-hmm. There's some that are fast. There's So they check it in, and they process it, and, you know, they scan everything. Well, there's a lot of ways things can get lost, and you also have those unplanned prep charges. So one of the things, and I ran into this with somebody, they were selling these large wreaths, and they had them in boxes, and they had the barcode on the outside. But if you don't have single unit do not open, Amazon opens the box, takes the wreath out, and then there's no barcode on it. So then they get charge you a prep fee because right. you didn't have a barcode. Mm. You know, there's a lot of little things that you need that can help. But Amazon, you know, stuff gets misplaced. They don't scan it in. They start on the box and move to another thing, and, you know, somebody goes on break. Whatever reason, stuff doesn't get sh- scanned in. Or you have a prep person that you're working with. You know, you have an employee mm-hmm. at your house. You have your teenager, whoever's doing it. They put five extra in one box and forget it in the other. There's all sorts of ways that it happens. Mm-hmm. So Amazon has set up in their shipping queue the reconciliation tab, which they that's fairly recent. What, about a year yes. or so maybe? I'd say less than a year, yeah. So you can go in, and it will tell you how many extra units were shipped, how many short units were shipped, and you can say whether you knew you did it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I can see I did that. Or I sent those items in, you need to go find them. Mm-hmm. And there's a little button, a little drop-down that you can have Amazon research it, and they'll research it for you. It's um, one of the things that I tell people is when you're looking at your shipping queue, look for things that you shipped around the same day. Mm-hmm. So if you shipped out five packages of diapers and one warehouse says they have five too many and one has five too short, there's a pretty good chance you put yeah. it in the wrong box or the wrong box went to the wrong warehouse. Mm-hmm. And there's other things that's like, no, I know I shipped that. And then there's Amazon Math where they tell you you gave them seven of them and you only gave them five, and there's probably not a lot you can do about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can tell them to research. They'll research it. Sometimes they can continue to insist you have them. <laughs> I've seen that yeah. too. Okay, so... With you, if this is a not, is this one more thing that we need to put on our list of you know things in my Amazon account to check? Um, is yeah. This, you know, do you go in like you know weekly, monthly, whatever? Just go into your shipping queue and see what shipments seem to be hung up. Yep, whatever's stuck in receiving. Now, sometimes even after you clear it all out, and Amazon has dealt with the case, they'll still say receiving. Mm-hmm. You can ask Amazon to close it. I'm careful on how many how many emails I want to send to the Amazon mm-hmm. um, where you know through the process. I am, and because they have that process now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you don't just open a case. You do it right. through that process because that goes specifically to FBA, the warehouse, and that's a different department that handles it than all the other cases. So that's what's nice is Amazon has slowly, as, as more and more third-party um, vendors have come in, sellers, mm-hmm. Amazon keeps adding tools for them to be able to manage their stuff. And that's important to use Amazon's tools because that's why they put them there. And that's you know, you may want to just sit down and open cases on all of it, but it's not going to get to the right person. It's mm-hmm. going to take longer to get resolved. And, and they're know, not going to like Am- it. And Amazon's not going to like it. So if you're wondering what we're talking about, it used to be whenever you had a shipment and you sent in 36 items and Amazon received only 32, you would go to your seller help and open a case and say, hey, what's wrong with this shipment? What Karen and I are referring to is something that is fairly, probably less than a year new, where you actually go into the shipment and it'll show you what's wrong. You said we got three, we only got two. It'll show you each item, and then you can ship, you can check the items you want them to research. And it says, do you want us to research this? And you have to click and say yes. Now, since they've uh, instituted that, um, it's really becoming very clear that Amazon doesn't want some automated system. Because I know in the past I found people on here that had an automated system going, and then since that system has gone out, there's been another company come out, and then they just shut down recently. Is this, from, from your experience on the back end of accounts, is this because Amazon does not want this system automated and it needs to be someone like you who goes in and does it themselves? Is that what they're trying to do? It's not so much that they don't, they want it, don't want it to be automated. They want the cases, like if I open a case when, like that example I gave you where one box had five extra diapers and one had five too little, and mm-hmm. I opened a case on that, Amazon would not be happy with me because okay. it's fairly obvious in there, and they will tell you in your answer, well, this shipment had five extra and this one had five. So they they kind of want, they don't want a case open for everything, and they don't want cases, and the other thing, too, with the system, then you can see that you've opened a case, mm-hmm. whereas the old way, if you open a case and you may look at it six months later, it may still be in receiving, you reopen a case on the mm-hmm. same case, even though it was. So they're trying to stop all that extra work, that redundancy that was happening by putting these systems in place. Mm-hmm. By, because, like I said, when the companies that we first started doing this, there were a lot of cases getting opened that were not legitimate cases. It was a exactly. high turned out. So they're trying to get to get that now. Obviously, because you know it's money. Um, it's and it manpower. Is, 
time. You know, it's, it's money. It's time. Um, I, you know, to me, it is worth it for an Amazon seller, absolutely, to go after this money because I've seen when I first started doing this, had never done it before. I think my first amount that I got back was like $750, you know, $1,250, and larger sellers get larger amounts. It's definitely not something you should let fall through the cracks, is it? Right. No, it's not. I mean, I've gotten a couple hundred dollars back here and there for different people, and it's usually the good thing is by keeping up with it, you get right. that money back fairly quickly. And the other key to this, though, and, and I'll say, excuse me, I'll say this real quick, is mm-hmm. Amazon will come back, and when they find it, they'll take the money back. Yes, yes, I've had that happen. There's been a lot of that lately where they are suddenly finding things that have been lost. You mm-hmm. know, they'll reimburse you for the loss. You have to be careful because sometimes what they reimburse you for is not even remotely what you paid for. Right, it. I'm dealing with so one of those right now. So you have to watch those reimbursements. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they do is they substitute, and I haven't found a real answer around this, if you overshipped three items in one box and, and they say you undershipped two items in the other, they may substitute those even though they're not remotely the same product. Mm-hmm. And they have in their, I've read in their terms of service that they have the right to make those kind of substitutions. So you've got to kind of be careful with that. Okay, type so of back thing. to best practices. It's getting to the point now where you've got to have some kind of copy of all of your invoices wherever you're buying your items. And I'm thinking it's not too, too bad an idea to actually snap a picture of your boxes. It really isn't a bad idea at this point. I know it's one more well, step, but think about it. They also have that spreadsheet now that you can yes. record the, the contents of each shipment, each package, um, any type of those types of things. You've got to ba- basically back up what you're sending because they're getting such a huge volume that you're responsible for proving. And I have seen, I haven't personally run into it, but I've seen messages about people who, when they go to open a case for mm-hmm. stuff missing and shipping, before they're even allowed to open a case, Amazon wants Amazon the... Amazon wants um, receipts. Thanks for listening yep, to WS Radio Network. We will be right back. If you're looking for shipping supplies for your online business, then look no further than BubbleFast. Packing peanuts? They've got them. Poly bubble mailers? They've got those too. BubbleFast even has all the shipping supplies you need for Amazon FBA. So, what are you waiting for? Visit their website today at BubbleFast.com. Oh, and don't forget to use your That Cat Radio coupon code. That Cat Radio is good for 5% off your next purchase. Bubble Fast. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at wsradio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. 
I've been bragging about Progressive Medical Center to you guys for years. And I'm so excited to have Dr. Agoli with us because, Dr. Agoli, a lot of people walk through your doors and some of their biggest problems are they're just fatigued, they're tired all the time. And even though they're dieting and exercising, they cannot get the weight off. Why is that? It's a combination of poor metabolism, inappropriate eating, but, but more importantly, it's due to a lack of education and really doing the right testing. A lot of our patients are metabolically compromised. What does that mean? Their metabolism is not functioning. The metabolism is responsible for all physical and chemical processes necessary to sustain life, and that includes energy. And without cellular energy, your body is not going to be a burning machine. Let's get back and teach our listeners to be a fat-burning machine. It's been a lot easier to maintain my weight since Progressive Medical Center started treating me with all-natural supplements, learning proper nutrition, and that can be you today. No more frustrations about being tired or overweight. So why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today through ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, VinVillage.com, where wine lovers connect. Be sure to tune in weekly to Vin Village Radio for exclusive, in-depth interviews with the who's who in wine and food. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com. Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com. Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for choosing to connect again. Segment four is sponsored by Stamps.com. Bring the post office to your office with Stamps.com. Welcome back. This is the part you've all been excited about. The SBA Small and Light program just launched. Karen, to kind of set up this discussion, let's talk about the Amazon SBA fee structure. Because I know a lot of people out there, when they look at Amazon's fees, they get confused, and they just look at that fee that's on the commission on the sales price, and they say, oh, Amazon's about 15%. So what are the real numbers of what you pay to sell on SBA? Well, there's a lot of math out there that people talk about, and a lot of people talk about the rule of thirds, one-third product, one-third Amazon, one-third, you know, profit. Mm-hmm. And he, the reality is a lot of it depends upon the price point of your item. To give you an example, if you sell an item, FBA, this is all FBA. Mm-hmm. If you sell an item for $5 FBA, Amazon has a per-order handling charge that they instituted a while ago mm-hmm. of a dollar. So if you do the math right there, a $5 item with a $1 handling charge, right there that's 20% of the item cost right off mm-hmm. the top. Then you have to add that 15%, which brings you up to 35 Then you have to add the pick pack and weight fees and the shipping and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. which can bring you for those low dollar value items, it can bring you up to 40-plus percent yep. of that dollar amount. You know, just generically, I did some hit or miss calculations with the 
price points, you know, under $10, under $20, $25. And really, under $20 is 30 to 40%, closer to 40% of your item cost goes to fees because of those $1 handling and all of those things. When you start getting to the 25 and up, then you start getting that 30% that everybody talks about. So, you know, if you're finding something inexpensive and if it's a fast mover and you can sell hundreds of them a day, yeah, it's worth it. But if you have five of them and they're a $9 item and you have to process them and prep them and spend your time and the time you spent to ship them, really look at those numbers to see if it's even worth picking up. Absolutely. I I'm so want to get this message out there. I know you and I agree on this. It's, you know, guys, you've got to value your time. And I know it's hard to look at something and say, but I can buy that for a dollar and sell it for seven, eight, nine dollars. You know, that should be awesome. I still have trouble sometimes, Karen, when I see something for a dollar and know I can sell it for ten. But when I start thinking about that 40% and higher, that helps. Well, yeah, and you're not, and the other thing that FBA sellers, especially newer ones, are not taking into account is their time. Mm-hmm. Um, a prime example I use is I used to edit pictures, and mm-hmm. I would work on a jewelry picture for a half hour, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. Yes. And then I realized the company will do it for a dollar and 45 cents. Yes. <laughs> so I valued my time at one dollar and 45 cents. Yes. That is really, and jewelry pictures are the worst, so it definitely yeah. is, that's, that's legitimate to think you could work on 30, 45 minutes, an hour or more on a jewelry picture, because they're so painstaking. And Good example. Okay, so if this is the issue, that the lower dollar items you're selling, your fees are higher, 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 and we want to avoid that, because we want to work as a business owner, not a self-employed person, as some of our friends would say, or we don't want to, we want to run our business and have our business run us. What's the answer to that? Is it just as simple as looking for more expensive, higher-dollar items? Is that the simple answer? Or bundling them together. If you have something that you can sell for a dollar, I mean, you can sell for $10 and you pay for a dollar. If you put three of them together and you can sell it for 20 mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing is one way. Um, looking at if it's really an FBA item, oh. you know, it may not be... I, I use myself as an example, and I was at, you know, an event, and everybody says, who doesn't use FBA? And I don't. Mm-hmm. I have one item, that, you know, one product niche that I sell in. Mm-hmm. It sells four to one on eBay. It sells a lot international. I usually have one of them, and I can't get it's, it's, I can ship it for $1.93. It's right. definitely not worth my time to FBA that. Right, and because the small, you know, they don't do first-class shipping, so the shipping is a factor. Right, they don't do first-class shipping. Okay, so for those of you out there who are all of a sudden smacking your head and going 40%, 45%, the answer is not, you know, stop you know, stop and change your business on a dime. The answer is start looking more closely at your items. Look at your ASP, your average selling price on Amazon. It's not necessarily that it needs to be a certain amount or higher, but know what it is and work to get it, generally speaking, higher. Work smarter. Okay, so that brings us to this new announcement. Amazon went crazy kind of last week. It had three big announcements in one week. Almost reminded me of the days of eBay um, mm-hmm. when they, all the announcements were coming out. So FBA Small and Light, that's the new program. Karen, what's your take on FBA Small and Light? Um, okay, so th- there's three criteria they're looking for for it, that it's under eight ounces, that it's um, – what else is it? Under I know $10. it's under $10. And what was the third one? I had it. It's co um, Dimensions less than 9 Dimension. by 6 by 2. Okay. 
So here's an example. I have, and oh, one of the other criteria is you have sold at least 20 of the units over the past four weeks. Uh-huh. So for me, it's not an option because my items are over $10. My items are fifteen ninety-five or more, mm-hmm. and I obviously haven't sold 20 units in the past four weeks. It'll work for some, but the big boost that everybody gets for doing FBA, which is that prime buyer, is mm-hmm. not what they're going to get by using FBA Lite. Okay, how do, you, how do you get that? You don't. Okay, it says how- that FBA small and light offers do not display prime or add-on badges. There you go. Okay, that's and what it, I wanted it to say. Will, yeah, and it's currently four to eight shipping days. There will be no two-day shipping with these small and light. So mm-hmm. it will save you money in shipping, but if you're doing it to get the prime buyers and that's why you're sending in the FBA, this is still not necessarily going to do that. And, again, just so you guys know, this is a new program from Amazon. It's called FBA Small and Light Program. It is, it is obviously a beta program. Uh, it looks like it was meant to be an invite-only program. Um, however, the email where you can apply for it kind of got passed around. I was one of those that found it and shared it with folks. So what you have to do is you actually have to send an email to Amazon. The address is fba-sni-contact at Amazon.com, and you have to say, I want to apply for this program. I did that the day I heard about it, last week on the 22nd, and the automatic reply comes back from Amazon, we're going to look at your ASIN and we'll get back with you. So what they were doing was, like you said, they were going through, I mean, Amazon has data on so much stuff, and they have all the data on their sellers. They knew which sellers were having ASINs that fit this criteria, and so they recruited those. So if you're trying to get into the program and you weren't one of those that were recruited, you're going to be on a waiting list, and they're going to have to see if your ASINs qualify. Now, here's another interesting thing as I was reading for the show and researching. Did you realize, Karen, as I did not, that it is required if you're in this program for your inventory to be commingled? Oh, I didn't see that. It's not labeled inventory. Very, very interesting. So Amazon, you know, as Jeff Bezos said at the very beginning, he wants to sell everything. So he wants to find a way of selling these products. If this is the answer for you, maybe, maybe not. But do some research. Get on Google. Get on that cat.group.com on Facebook and ask your questions because it may be just the answer. It may not. All right, Karen, 30 seconds. All these things we've told them that they need to do for their Amazon account. I know you can do it for them. Where can they get in touch with you to find out what you can do for them? Well, my, um, you can go to my website, which is solutions, the number four, ecommerce.com. And it'll have a lot of the information of ways I can help. Awesome. And that's it in a nutshell. I love it. Okay, solutions, the number four, ecommerce.com. If all these things we've been telling you to put on your to-do list is just too much for your to-do list, you can get Karen to do it for you. Thanks so much for joining me. I will be back next week on That Cat Radio with the WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Thanks again. Does your business do a lot of shipping and wish you could get more for less? Stamps.com is the solution. It's the ideal way to automate and simplify your e-commerce shipping needs. Easily import all your venues like eBay, Amazon, and others. Trips to the post office will soon become a memory. Stamps.com gives you postage on demand. 
Just click, print, and mail at discounted shipping rates. See why so many e-commerce businesses have switched. Visit stamps.com. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. If you're looking for shipping supplies for your online business, then look no further than Bubble Fast. Packing peanuts, they've got them. Poly Bubble Mailers, they've got those too. Bubble Fast even has all the shipping supplies you need for Amazon FBA. So, what are you waiting for? Visit their website today at BubbleFast.com. Oh, and don't forget to use your That Cat Radio coupon code. That Cat Radio is good for 5% off your next purchase. Bubble Fast. 